Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We obviously touched on last night the Penrith Panthers and the Melbourne Storm heading into the NRL Finals, how that State of Origin series is going to affect both teams. And I think it's going to be a positive for both of them. If you haven't listened to that podcast, go and have a listen to it. It was from last night. I think Ivan Cleary and Craig Billman would be stoked how this has played out for either side. I think they'd be filthy how it's played out for the opposite side as well, just quietly. But just on these Penrith Panthers halves and... I think that today is going to be a massive day for the Penrith Panthers. Now, Nathan Cleary, we're waiting to get his test results back, sorry, scan results back on his shoulder because this shoulder, it is going to be so important. If if Nathan Cleary is ruled out today, and this is something I was talking to the Whisperer about today, and he sort of said, you know, the entire Penrith Panthers dynasty is resting on that shoulder, and it's sort of spot on. Can you imagine if this afternoon Nathan Cleary is ruled out of the NRL season now? I don't think he will be. I'm pretty confident he'll be back within five or six weeks at the longest. I highly doubt he's going to be out this season. I think the Penrith Panthers will avoid that at all costs because they know how important it is. Now, if it comes back that the damage to that shoulder is much worse than what we expected, good God, it is going to have a domino effect on this club and this franchise. Now, we've spoken about this for a long time, that you pay for success in rugby league. The more successful your team is, the more players cost, the more that their next contract gets bumped up, the more pressure it puts on your salary cap, the more guys you have to release, the more guys you have to rely coming through your system, the more guys you have to rely to take a pay cut to come into your system. Now, Guys tend to take pay cuts to come into systems that have been consistently good over a long period of time. You look at the Melbourne Storm. You look at the Sydney Roosters. I mean, the Melbourne Storm. I mean, like you know, they're, they're, they're not even getting guys to take pay cuts. They're just plicking pl- guys out of nowhere, out of New South Wales Cup, out of Queensland Cup, out of Reggie's sides and turning them into state players. But you look at the Roosters, the guys who go there, they take a pay cut to be part of the Roosters because they know they're going to get success there. They know they're probably going to have picked in rep teams. You get you get to play Origin. There's another 100K a year. You get to play in finals footy, which is what they all want to do. They're already getting paid an absurd amount of, uh, of cash to be playing this game. And the Penrith Panthers, and if Nathan Cleary is ruled out, yeah, let's let's say worst-case scenario, Cleary is ruled out. Where is that going to leave the Penrith Panthers? For me, I don't think they can win the premiership without him. I think they'll give it a really good shake, but I don't think they can win that premiership without him. It means that it closes their window a little bit. It means that we get to next year, and you've got a lot of guys coming off contract next year, and I mean a lot of guys. We spoke about this the other day. going to be a lot of key guys as well. They have got a number of guns that they're going to build their team around over the next four years, namely the halves, Luai and Cleary. You've got James Fisharis, and you've got Isaiah Yeo. Yeah, you're always going to have a really solid team with those four in this team, but 
the longer that this goes without them winning a premiership, the more expensive the guys around them are going to get because they're going to keep winning club games. They're going to keep dominating that. These guys are going to keep getting picked for Origin. They had seven guys play Origin this year. Imagine if I would have told you two years ago when James Maloney left the Penrith Panthers that they would have seven guys playing Origin and they would lose, what, three of their next 40 games? I mean, you just you would have laughed at me. There was not a hope in hell that was going to happen. But it's very, very interesting because it all comes down to this decision today for me. I think it's going to be massive and I'm expecting Cleary to be able to play in the next five or six weeks. But if he is ruled out, mate, this is going to have a lasting effect on the Panthers' potential dynasty that everyone's talking about. And I do think they are a team that can 100% create a dynasty. But if they lose Cleary this year, that's going to put a real hump in that. That means that they're going to have to climb the mountain again to get there and it'll be a massive challenge. The other guy, Jerome Luai. Now, this situation that's unfolding at the moment is incredibly interesting with him. Uh, Obviously, Mal Meninga's come out and said, you know, he's a guy that would definitely be considered for the Kangaroos. He should pledge to play for Australia. He wants to play for Samoa. Personally, I would rather see him play for Samoa. I think the international game needs Jerome Luai more than what the Kangaroos do. The Kangaroos have already got a brilliant 5'8". They've got another five or six brilliant 5'8s they could pick from. Samoa doesn't. I would definitely like to see Jerome Luai play for Samoa. I would like to see the NRL maybe step in here, maybe throw a bit of money behind closed doors to Jerome Luai to play for Samoa because obviously the money is going to play a role. Yeah, you can tell me how proud and how this and that you are. If you're offered, I think it's like 20 grand for a test match, I don't think you get that for Samoa. You play four test matches. I mean, you're looking at 80K there. It could easily be 100 grand for a World Cup or whatever. Yeah, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, no doubt about it. And I think the NRL has to do everything they possibly can to try and get as many of these guys to play for Samoa. I think they need to try and get Papali. They need to get Anthony Milford. They need to get these guys. Because the reality is, Kangaroos, they can call up the next guy behind these two, and the gap isn't much different. Yeah? Potentially, the gap is just who's in better form at that point of time. Whereas Samoa, I mean, you have a look at their 5-8 stocks. If they're not picking Jerome Luai, I mean, they're going down to probably Anthony Milford. He's not in first grade at the moment. If the Kangaroos don't pick Jerome Luai, they're picking Cameron Munster, who was the best player in the world last year. You know what I mean? Like, there is a massive drop-off there, and I don't think the international game can afford to have these guys. Now, the thing that I find really interesting is that this Australian team isn't going to be picked till the end of the year. Yeah? So Cam Munster's got another four months to try and win that jersey back. No no doubt about it. Jerome Luai is probably in front at the moment, and so he should be, because his form and origin was unbelievable. And when you're picking an Australian team, I think the state of origin, it should be a genuine trial for a Kangaroos jersey. But for a long time, it has been harder to get out of this team than it has been to get in it. I don't think Mal Meninga is going to pick Jerome Luai over Cam Munster, to be perfectly honest with you. And I'll tell you what, if he has the balls to do that, I will be very, very impressed, especially being a Queenslander himself. Let's be honest here. He's not going to be able to get many Queenslanders into that side. He's not going to get the fullback. I don't think he'll get either of the wingers. Fuck it. I'll, I'll give it away if he gets either of the centers. Not a hope in hell. I don't think he can get the halfback now unless there's an injury later today. Um, I mean, you'll get a back rower. You'll probably get Felice Cafusi, but far out. You could argue that you don't get Felice Cafusi. You've got a lot of really talented guys for the Blues in Cam Murray, Tariq Sims, Angus Crichton, these sort of guys. Um, you'll get some front rowers. Yeah, I would definitely have probably Christian Welsh and Josh Papali, but Daniel Saifidi, he is belting down the door of Kangaroo honours. Uh, Junior Paula, hopefully he plays for Samoa, I believe Junior Paula plays for. But Payne Haas, you have to pick him. So a number of guys putting their hand up from New South Wales to represent the Kangaroos. And Malmaning is going to have to leave out a number of Queenslanders. I'm not sure if he's going to have the balls to leave out Cam Munster. And if he doesn't, 
this is where we're going to have a problem. Because if you make Jerome Luai pledge to the Kangaroos, good God, you better fucking pick him. Because if you make him pledge to the Kangaroos and then you don't pick him or he doesn't play much game time, what a waste for Samara and what a waste for our international game. I think if Mal Meninga is going to try and convince these guys to pledge now, he needs to pledge that he is going to pick them 100%, which I don't think is fair on other guys. Cam Munster could absolutely brain it in the finals. Would that shock anyone? Would that shock anyone if Cam Munster got his pants pulled down here in June, July, and then come September is the best player in our game? Wouldn't shock me in the slightest. Wouldn't shock me at all. Here's Mal Meninga trying to convince or trying to put pressure on a guy like Jerome Luai to turn his back on Samoa and pledge himself to the Kangaroos. I just, it just seems batshit crazy to me. I, th- I think the NRL should be stepping in here and trying to do something because into the international game, it has always been such a huge worry. It has always been such a big issue. And a guy like Jerome Luai, this has always been the problem with the Pacific Island teams that they put together. They come up with these unbelievable, talented back lines. Fullbacks are always unreal. Wingers are great finishers. Centers are strong. They're hard to handle. Front rowers are massive. Hookers are electric. Your back rowers are always dynamos. They can break tackles. They can offload. They can do it all. Lock forwards are always dangerous as all hell. Then you look to the halves... And you got blokes running around from New South Wales Cup. You got blokes running around that you've never heard of. You got blokes running around that went to England and then came back to play Reggie's here and are playing half and five out of these international teams. I mean, you have a look at that Tongan team that beat Australia a few years ago. I mean, off the top of my head, I think the halves were Katoni Staggs. I think he played six. We're now talking about him potentially playing six in the NRL. But, I mean, he's been at the Broncos. He'll been going like a busted for a very long time. And he hasn't played 5-8 there. Um, I'm trying to think, was the other, was the halfback Lola here? I mean, this is a guy that I think he's a very talented footballer, but I mean, he was a winger slash fullback in the NRL, got to the point where no one really wanted him. So he went over to England. I just like, it doesn't quite make sense in that regard. I'm just having a look who were the halves for Tonga in that game. And Tonga, you know, they beat the Kangaroos, yeah. Don't don't think I'm having a go at them. Uh, yeah, Lola here and Staggs were the halves in that game. So, just shows though, like, that you get all these extremely talented Polynesian sides that are put together. They've got unreal footy sides, but they need good halves. you got a guy like Jerome Luai, who on his day can be the best half in the game, no doubt about it. On his day, he can be the best. He might not be the best overall, but you put him in a Samoan jersey that he is proud to wear, put him up against the Kangaroos, give him a bunch of guys around him that can play, which he's got, and you got yourself some international rugby league for the first time essentially ever. I would genuinely be interested in watching that. You know, I've been genuinely interested in watching Tonga over the last few years. It's been great, but five years ago, I mean, you can all pretend like you're interested. You weren't, nor was I, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just the reality of the situation. But we should be allowing these guys to go and play for Tonga. We should be trying to convince Katoni Staggs to go and play for Tonga. That's how we should be doing it. We should be trying to convince Jerome Luai to go and play for Samoa. If that's where he feels passionate about, and that's what he has said, then why are we trying to convince him to come and play for the Kangaroos? We've got so much talent here, it's not even funny. Even the ledger, make these other teams great. Make, try and make this an international game. Try and spread it as much as we possibly can. And look, to me, you know, I don't talk too much about International League because it, it, doesn't, it doesn't appeal to me all that much because this is the reality of the situation. But could you imagine, in a couple of years' time, if you had all of these superstar Polynesian players playing for their specific nations, it could be anything. We've already seen Tonga beat the Kangaroos, and it was one of the best things in rugby league we've ever seen. It was sensational. Like, this Australian side, Tedesco, Adokar, Latrell, Whiten, Kotrick, Munster, Cherry Evans, Papali... Clemmer, Cook, 
Cordner, Frizzell, Jake Trevojevic. I mean, it was a star-studded side and Tonga gave it to them. Tonga hung in the context and gave it to them. It was sensational to see and this is what we should be aiming for and all these other teams can do the exact same thing moving forward if they are built properly. And I think what Mal is doing is a little bit selfish, to be honest with you. He's got Cam Munster. He's got a host of other 5'8s he can pick from. If he wants Jerome Luai and you're going to convince him to not play for Samoa, fuck, you better pick him. There is no flipping and changing. There's no getting to game day and deciding, oh, no, I'll just go with Cam Munster because he's a freak and he's a Queenslander. Cam Munster has been the better footballer for a long time. Jerome Luai is playing better football right now, no doubt about it. But if you are going to pick these guys, if you're going to take them away from their nations like Samoa, where they're genuinely making a difference to rugby league, instead of playing for the Kangaroos and filling in for a team of absolute superstars where they can play really well, but the next two or three guys up probably would have done the same job. Let's be honest here. I just think it's wrong. I think the best thing for the international game is to let a guy like Jerome Luai lead Samoa around it would just be fantastic for our game, and I hope Mal Meninga's not being a little bit selfish here. You've got Cam Munster. Play him at 5-8. Just play him at 5-8. You know he's going to play well for you. You know he's going to deliver. He was in a Queensland team that was shot to pieces. Cam Munster, let Jerome Luai represent his country, Samoa. It will mean more to him, and it will mean more to rugby league to allow him to play there. 